Welcome to the High Performing Human Podcast, where we talk about how you can reach your potential as an athlete through nutrition, fitness, recovery, and everything in between. I'm your host, Hannah Boyle, registered dietitian nutritionist, and I hope you enjoy the show. I decided to touch on traveling and what that means for your nutrition and training. Um, so for me personally, um, I got a couple... I did get a couple questions on this and it kind of varied from um, travel for like an event or, you know, sport competition and vacation. So I've got kind of both ends of the spectrum. Um, so we can kind of talk, touch on both, talk about both. Um, uh, anything that you want to kind of start with before we kind of dive into it? Um, I was just kind of going to say the same thing. I didn't get any questions, but that's kind of okay. the same exact thing I would do. I'd break that up into different things because they all require slightly different things. I don't think you need to try to force yourself into one box if you're not competing or whatever. Right. Um, but how was your trip? It was good. I was so happy to not be in Michigan for about four days. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, like leaving when knowing like how cold it was here. I'm like, all right, 70 degrees is a bit like 65. I, that's great. That's just fantastic. Yeah. So, um, Miami was good. Um, unfortunately, back late last night, hit right back to the grind today, but mm -hmm. it is what it is. Yep. All right. Well, that's, sometimes that's just how that goes. Yeah. 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 And I, I, now you're back to all this wonderful weather we got. All this wonderful weather. You know, the 60, 70 degree temperature change from the time that I got on, to the, on the plane to the time that I got off last night it was... A little bit of shock for my system, but hey, we're getting through. <laughs> okay. Um, when you went, did you get to, were you competing? Were you watching? Were you exploring? A little bit of both. Um, okay. So I went for the Wadapalooza CrossFit competition. Um, initially, so over the course of the summer, uh, I had went into this um, planning to compete. Mm -hmm. So Wadapalooza has their their individual divisions, their uh, team divisions, but they have a lot of different divisions. So they have like, like their CrossFit Games athletes, which is the, like the elite division. But then they also have like the scaled, intermediate, beginner. Like they have a lot of different like divisions to include a, a lot of different levels. Mm. Um, and their requirement is a qualification, like an online qualifier. Um, that you would do like X number of workouts, post your scores, the top, however many get invited. Um, now for the beginning and scale divisions is a little bit different because like the top 40 get invited, but then it's kind of a first come first serve and they take up to a hundred athletes. So my plan was to just do the qualifier, see where I ended up and then possibly qualify in like a scale division. Um, unfortunately I ended up with like a gnarly kidney infection around the time of the qualification so like oh okay that, yeah well, yeah i was gonna say like you got a, a second one or something okay no 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 no. so that was that was in, uh, that was in september around the qualification time so i wasn't able to like my body just wouldn't let me like there was no way that i was gonna finish right. those um so i kind of put that on the back burner and because of all that i had to take time off of work well i couldn't really t i t couldn't take any more time off i didn't think i was gonna have any time to take off for um just to be even to be able to go watch, I kind of just like threw it out the window. Um, ended up last minute deciding to just take enough time off to get a flight out there, worked remotely. Um, and when we were getting ready for our trip, like the a little like pop up came up that they were allowing um, like if it was like a single day competition. It was one event, one hour long, um, like you had like five different stations that you did. Um, and then the top five or whatever would go on and compete like on a Sunday or whatever. So I was like, well, screw it. I'll just, you know, jump in on that competition. So I didn't plan on competing when I went down there. Um, but like that came up in like the last week before we went. So I did end up doing a little bit of a competition. Um, nothing that, you know, not anything compared to like the three or four days that the more elite level athletes did, but, uh, definitely a, just a little bit of something to kind of say that I competed on a Wadapalooza stage for until right. until next year when I try to qualify again. So there you go. That's still pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, it was good. Um, definitely enjoyed my time there. Like I said, I had to work 
would have much rather have like not had to work, but you know, it is what it is. And I was able to at least be down there for a little bit. So I gotcha. Okay. Um, well, I guess you want to start off in the, the Roma competition. We could say what we've mm -hmm. done in the past if, for when we travel for comps or what you recommend to your athletes. And then we can filter from, from there, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my biggest thing is like when I ever travel for um, anything, I am a big fan of going the Airbnb or like Verbo route versus hotel just because I like to make sure I know what I'm getting myself into in terms of having a kitchen on hand. Like, do I have a full kitchen? Do I have access to a refrigerator? How much of my own food can I take? And obviously, that might be dependent upon whether you are, you know, driving within driving distance of somewhere, if you're flying somewhere. Um, that's my first thing is where I'm staying. I always like to try to make sure that I have access to preparing my own food if all else fails. Um, second is I like to make sure I have somewhat of an idea of the area. Um, so, you know, even if, you know, I'm at a point where I'm like, I don't, I don't have access to a kitchen or even if I do, or like restaurant, like I want to know what restaurants are around if all else fails and I have to order something. I want to know, um, what, you know, how far away is the nearest like grocery store? What types of grocery stores do they have? Um, one thing that was kind of tricky when we were when we went to Miami is that we got a car, we rented a car, but knowing that it was just going to be something to transport us to the airport downtown, maybe take out once and then like store our bags in after we checked out of the Airbnb because park like everything is fairly close and parking was kind of just a nightmare. So I mean, are you within walking distance of something or are you going to have to drive somewhere? If you do have to drive somewhere, what does that look like for you? Um, that, so that's a big one. You know, the last thing that you want is to get somewhere and realize that you're going to have to pay $50 for an Uber just for like one trip to like a Walmart or something. Um, right. So that it's kind of more about, like, about planning ahead more than anything. Um, and then obviously like knowing, uh, kind of if for a competition setting, um, the prep in terms of what you're going to eat is going to end up being done in the months ahead of time. So you already know what foods you tolerate. Well, mm -hmm. you know, like for example, if for, for me, I competed at 9am. So I woke up, had a little bit of breakfast. I really don't like competing on a full stomach. So I knew I can have a little bit of oatmeal. I'm not going to eat this whole thing. I'm going to wolf down some food afterwards. Um, but I knew what I could tolerate. I wasn't going to push myself. Um, also knowing like what types of foods I needed to have on hand. Um, I mean, I like with it being an hour long competition, I took gummy bears with me to have right before. Didn't really take much out onto the competition floor with me. I mean, we had a couple minute transition time between, but there, it wasn't really, it wasn't a long enough competition either for me to really worry about intra fueling. Um, but then right afterwards, like the whole, you know, my favorite, the applesauce packets, throwing a few more gummy bears into my mouth just to get some of that extra sugar in. And then shortly after, like having a full meal with protein, carbs, all that good stuff. Um, so I would say, honestly, like with a lot with like travel for me for nutrition when it comes to a competition. Um, is the prep before you even leave as you're planning the whole trip. hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. And it, I mean, like if you know, you're going to go to a neighboring city, it's probably not as big of a deal as a different state right. or nearly as big of a deal as a different country. Mm -hmm. um, I've never competed out. I've competed in California once, but I've never competed outside of the U S where that's going to be a much bigger deal. Yeah. Um, where none of the foods Probably most of the foods you can eat around there are probably something you're not used to. And, yep. yeah, just like you, you said, keep everything as consistent. The day, <laughs> a couple days before a competition is not time to try something you've never tried before. No. Turn it no. into a little vacation once you're done with the competition. But the last thing you want is some crazy upset GI system, like you've got to go do something really fast or really heavy or something like that. Yeah. Because that's definitely not going to help you at all. No, not at all. 
Yeah. So, I mean, and that was, so one of the questions that I did get um, was from an individual that asked about carb loading for a race that they were traveling for. And Mm -hmm. I would definitely say that, you know, the carb loading plan, um, your travel, you should try to work those two things together the best that you can. It shouldn't be something where, oh, I've got to travel for this race in a week and I need to figure out my carb load plan. Like that should be something that's figured out months in advance. Like if you have a carb loading protocol, then you should almost like, if you know that, Hey, this is a low carb day. This is also like, if this is my either like low carb day and I'm, you know, lower on activity, or if this is like a refeed day with high carbs, but I know that the plane um, trip isn't that long and I can, you know, make my meals fit around that. Like that's how you want to do it. You don't want to necessarily get yourself into a situation where you're like, Oh, this is my like high carb day. And I have a 10 hour flight. Like how the hell am I going to get all this food in? I don't even know what's on the plane. Then you're kind of screwed. So I think the biggest thing is knowing what your carb loading plan is beforehand. um, And then trying to adjust travel around that. Um, If you absolutely can't, it is trying to follow that plan as adequately as possible. So, you know, I mean, there are things that you can do in the airport different. I mean, you just have to choose your foods that much more wisely if you're trying to carb load during travel. Um, And then once you get there, just resuming what you would normally do, as well as making sure that you did the preparation. So that way, when you get to your location, your destination, you're going to pick up the foods that you need to kind of resume that whole process. Yeah, no. And uh, I mean, just on that note, I mean, not everyone will be this fortunate and time constraints and money restraints or whatever, but if you can get there a day, two days, three days ahead of that competition, that'll only make it easier because anybody who's ever traveled, there's always something that happens. There's always the last minute stressors. And if there's weigh-ins at your competition or whatever is going to happen, um, it's really nice to get there a day or two ahead of time. We don't mm-hmm. have to worry about all that stuff. You can do a little bit of exploring or get get what you need, and it's not like last minute cramming everything together. Um, yeah, because that's just gonna make it harder and harder. And then you might find yourself in a position like, oh, this restaurant is closed down that I went and found all my stuff for, and now I don't know what to do in the airport, yeah. and I'm competing tomorrow, and now you just know that you're gonna have to do something emergency style, or you're just gonna go in. Not at a hundred percent. Yeah. Or like a lot of, um, some, some of the things that we dealt with in the airport this last time was that, um, like restaurants were closed, like you had mentioned, um, or like the, you know, you don't necessarily know like which gate you're going to be at, you know, until like, you know, right before, until you check in and like, you might be at a gate where like, you didn't like, you can't access other things. Like it's, I mean, you know, airports are weird too like i i give up on trying to figure them out half the time um but you know just kind of knowing what your options are i know that when i was traveling um like last year at this time i mean you didn't have a whole lot of options because a lot of things were running on limited hours or they just didn't have you know and especially now like kind of looking at staffing issues like maybe you know there were some people places that were closed because they just didn't have the staffing and i'm like oh like well i was planning on stopping at that like Starbucks or that restaurant to grab something. And now if I want something like that, I need to truck my ass all the way to the opposite end of the airport to go get something. So, um, you know, that's kind of also like normally I'll travel with some kind of snacks, like go-tos, protein bars, like find a good, like, I mean, Lara bars for me, they less protein, more on the carbohydrate side, more on the fat side. RX bars are more on the protein side. Um, just having that kind of stuff. Um, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you're, it's going to save you if you're, you know, or especially if, you know, you're, you're there and I'm like, okay, the only thing open is like McDonald's or Burger King. Like is that really what you want to eat? Like, you know, the day before competition, if you're traveling in that day before, like mm-hmm. it's, like I would say more than anything else when it comes to travel, like preparation is like, that is your best friend. And that's, I mean, 
that's going to be probably what makes or breaks. I mean, even thinking about like preparation for, like you said, when you're going to get there, if you can get there a few days ahead of time, you're going to feel like even mentally, like so much more calm and prepared versus mm-hmm. just like running in and like knowing like, oh yeah, I'm competing in like 12 hours. Like that's just a lot to, to digest. So. Right. And then it just kind of, on that note, it also kind of just depends on less on the nutrition side, but like, where are you going? If you're yeah. flying just straight North or South, you don't probably have to think about too much except temperature changes. But if you're going East or West, farther you go, the crazier the time changes are. And if you go far enough, mm-hmm. that could be a huge, like now you're competing at midnight your time. That's going to be pretty weird. But yeah, same thing with eating schedules. Like I'm probably not too hungry right now because I should be sleeping, but I'm, it's right. like noon here. So yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so like when it comes to like training aspects or um, making those adjustments, you know, obviously if somebody is going into um, like a, a competitive event and they're getting there like the day before, obviously they don't have to really worry about training and stuff too much. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, if you're going into a competitive event, get there like a week early or a few days early, like what is, what has been your experience with what you do as far as preparing that way? Uh, so I've only had that at nationals this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I've competed, it's been in state, uh, I guess to qualify for nationals, I had to go to Indiana just because there was no competitions in Michigan. Right. Um, but that one, it was like, I drove down the, the day before so I could weigh in and then I just ate and went to bed and then woke up and did right. it. Uh, nationals, I got out there a little ahead of time. Uh, didn't do a ton of research in the area. Cause it was like Palm Springs. So I was like, okay, this is going to be like a bit bigger place. Um, so I just looked at local gyms and I had to do like a, a really joke of a workout. I just had to go in and hit like three singles at like 50% or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. At each, at each competition lift. So I really didn't need anything too specific. Um, as long as I had a bar, a bench and some weights, like I could probably just get all my stuff done. Um, so I didn't have to do anything too crazy, but Real interesting gym, so a little bit more research would have been kind of cool. Um, I might have picked a different spot to go, um, but really nothing too crazy. But again, like I would just say, like try to look at a few different gyms in the area because, especially if you're going to do something like like a CrossFit workout, and you only have you know any t- or like a 24-hour fitness little hotel type gym right. stuff, you could make do and make something happen and just get what you need to get done. But if you know that, you know, 20 minutes in one direction is a nice gym that you can go to and get all the stuff you need, it'd be really nice to know that ahead of time so it's not on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. So how about yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, like, so when we went um, this week, I mean, this week I did, I did my competition on Saturday. Normally I like to give myself like a couple rest days. So like before a competition. So I did, I worked out at home Monday, Tuesday. Didn't do anything Wednesday because I was awful to myself and didn't pack until like we we left Wednesday night and I needed to work half a day and pack yet. So we didn't work out Wednesday. So that was one of my rest days. That's that's the only way I travel. Yep. Last minute. (laughs) Yep. So that was one of my rest days. Um, I didn't compete until Saturday. So I was like, okay, when we get there, I'll do like a short little something Thursday after I get done working. And then took Friday off, competed Saturday. Um, I, being that this was a huge CrossFit competition, like there were CrossFit gyms in the area that had things available, but I also knew, knew I was like, these gyms are going to be fucking packed. So like I was kind of at, I had in my um, complex that I stayed in, there was a free 24 hour gym. And I'm like, okay, what workout, do I anticipate doing just to get a little bit of a sweat going just to get my heart rate up a little bit? Um, you know, do I need all of this stuff? Like, what do I exactly do I need? Well, I did a workout that was rowing, um, burpees and jump rope. And I'm like, okay, if this gym doesn't have a rower, I'll jump on a treadmill or I'll jump on a bike. Like it was something where I could knew I could be versatile with it. Mm -hmm. I went to a different floor in the building and didn't have to worry about where I was going to find a gym to go to walk. Like, so that was more of a convenience factor. And I knew I went into it knowing that that was going to be the case. So I picked a workout. Like 
I had my workout prepared of what I was going to do going into it. So I knew that it was going to be versatile enough for me to be able to just knock it out anywhere. Um, that's another thing. Like the last thing that you want to do is like walk into a gym and have a workout planned and like not have the equipment, like, like you mentioned. So if you don't know what's going to be available to you, just having a little bit something more versatile where for, you know, for you, that's a little bit different. Um, I mean, you have your specific lifts that you're going to be doing where for something like a CrossFit competition, I mean, you have most of your work that you know that you're going to do ahead of time. A lot of times you're not going to do those exact things like a day or two before the competition. You're just going to, you know, kind of want to get your heart, heart pumping and get some movement going. Um, so that's a little bit less specific. Um, so you can get away with a little bit more. Um, but normally for me, um, any other competitions that I've done, um, I travel like the day before, cause normally they're in Michigan, just, I mean, distance. I mean, whether it was, I mean, now I live in Metro Detroit, but a lot of the competitions being in Metro Detroit and living two hours away, or there's been a competition that I've done. Um, over on the west side of the state a number of times where I'll travel in like two days before, mm -hmm. but I always take two rest days before I always take Thursday, Friday off and compete Saturday or Friday, Saturday off compete Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, so that kind of helps me with my travel and that's just how I've always done it. Um, but yeah, I would, I would definitely say like, just, just like I mentioned with the food, like knowing what's in your area and doing a little bit of research, like know what gyms are there. And if there isn't a gym, like know what you're going to do otherwise, if you need to do something. Yeah. 100% really just keeps coming down to that being prepared and do a little homework. And it doesn't have yeah. to be anything outrageous, but like you do a quick Google search and these are the gyms, these are the yeah. restaurants and these are the stores. Like that'll go a long way. Yeah. I wouldn't even be afraid to like reach out to like, especially a gym. Um, you know, that's what I did. I went to Tampa for a conference this time last year and reached out to a couple of gyms. Like, and I mean, for me personally too, like I'm a people person in the sense of like, if some, okay. So if somebody replies to me from an email and it's $5 more to go to their gym for a drop in fee, but this other yeah. person didn't bother to reply to me, like I'm going to go see the person that like bothered to like email me back. Right. Um, so like, it was kind of like that. Like I went, I wanted to know, um, I mean, I was at, in a conference situation where I was like, okay, how far away is this gym going to be? Am I going to have like access to showers? If I need showers, am I going to, um, is it a 24 hour access? Can I buy a, like uh, a weekend pass? Do I need, um, like a, a staff member to be there for me to get punched in? Like just kind of all of these different things again, that you have to think about. Um, but like, I mean, I'm just more one to like, okay, if there's a handful of gyms, I'm going to reach out and see who's even open. Like, you may know uh, a lot. Yes. Like, I, I honestly think too, like with this whole COVID situation that we've had going on, like a lot of gyms, unfortunately are closing mm -hmm. and that doesn't always reflect in your Google search. Um, sometimes they still like are like, I know CrossFit gyms too. Um, for example, if they just let their affiliate lapse, so CrossFit gyms every year have to like re up their affiliate fees and whatnot. Um, if they just decide to close down, but CrossFit.com has not gotten the memo yet and they're just like, yeah, well, we're just going to not renew. Well, that gym is still on the CrossFit.com website. So reaching out, making sure that, you know, that's still a physical location that you can still access that, you know, some gyms are, most gyms are pretty good about drop-ins, but, um, you know, also if you are a more elite level athlete, um, making sure that it's okay if you go into a CrossFit gym that you do your own programming. Um, some gyms like are like, well, you like they they have their class times and they have separate open gym times and they don't necessarily want people coming in and doing their own thing during these group classes. So they just don't have enough capacity in their location. Um, so that's just something to think about as well. I, I do think communication is a, a good aspect, especially like going into a gym setting. Um, especially one that like, seems like you might not be familiar with it or might not, it might be a little bit more exclusive than like a 24 hour gym. Right. That's a, that's a really good point for a couple of reasons. Uh, because like you said, like if you're more elite, it's going to make more of a difference. And if we bring it back to my sport of powerlifting, um, my 50% are low. I mean, like 
I'd be doing like in the mid 100s for bench mm-hmm. and like 200s for squat and like 250s for deadlift and that's about it so I could do that even if it's like a bent bar a little bit not a big deal right now if I'm a ultra competitive 308 lifter and my 50 percent still above 400 pounds right I probably don't want to go to a gym that's got a really shitty barbell that's bent like that's probably just going to mess everything up that's a good chance of getting injured and all that stuff yeah um so again good good thinking about checking that out and on that note <clears throat> not competition related but yeah do a little research and see how to get into different places and what is even open because for the holidays, I went down to my parents uh, back in good old Milford Highland area. And every, every year there's a couple gyms in the area. There's one I really like iron pride. It's right next to my parents' house. It's a really quality, good gym. And I went there a handful of times for the holidays this year. They just switched to 24 hours, which is cool. If you've got a key card, yeah. And now nobody was even there. So now I go in and it, the door is just locked and no one's over there. So I was just like, all right, had to do an emergency, start searching for stuff. Every gym was closed. A couple that I found were open were outrageously expensive, like $60 oh. for a month because they don't do day passes. And I'm like, I, I'm not right. going to do that for one day. No. I end up getting lucky and just like a YMCA was open. Not a good one either, but I got something in. But again, yeah. a little research knowing that you're going into that. Maybe I would have worked out harder the day before schedule the rest day or something like that or yeah. went to a different gym. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think I, you know, and this is just kind of some of the stuff that like people don't necessarily like think about, you know, um, especially mm-hmm. like even if we transition thinking about more like vacation style, like stuff. Um, if you're going on a vacation, you're traveling for that kind of scenario. Um, you know, for you, you know, depending on the type of person you are, if you end up having issues finding a gym or whatever, is it the end of the world? Probably not, but you're probably going to be a little disappointed that you didn't, you know, necessarily get a workout in like you wanted to. I definitely feel like um, on that end of it, the reason why you would want to reach out to a gym is like you said, just making sure that they're, they're open. Um, but also just kind of like letting, letting the gym owner know like, Hey, I'm going to like drop in at this time. Like, so for a CrossFit gym, um, you know, I'm going to drop in like, blah, blah, blah. Like they might even, you know, let you know, like, okay, here's kind of what the programming is going to look like. You know, if you have a jump rope, bring one or, you know, um, (laughs) they might even tell you like, Hey, you're more than welcome to come, but this is our like quote unquote test week. So we've been working on these things for X, Y, and Z. It might not be the best time for you to come to drop into our gym because we're just going to do max lifts and it's not really going to be like a hard workout there. I mean, most gym owners are, you know, going to, give you that information if it's relevant mm-hmm. um or they'll be like yeah like i mean you can get a free week pass or um you know you can do x y and z or like you know if you drop in we'll give you a free t-shirt like they a lot of times there's extra information it doesn't hurt to reach out to get that information um you know like i said whether you're just looking for a gym that's open that's willing to let you come in or if you're looking for um you know some of the extra like knowing the cost or you know how many days you can drop in for um for example I was in Indianapolis for two weeks and you know I didn't really want to pay for a full month I was going to go more often enough like that I wasn't going to just pay for a day pass so like I talked to the gym owner and he ended up giving me a two-week pass and like we just worked it out and I paid for half of a month instead of like a full month like There's stuff like that. If you kind of know, um, let the gym owner know ahead of time, let the coaches know ahead of time, if you're going to do kind of like a CrossFit type type thing. Um, Or like you even mentioned, like, hey, this is the equipment that I'm looking for. Like, do you have it at your gym? Like, Mm because I mean, God bless those gyms, but the photos that they are putting online are not necessarily like they're glamour shots for sure. Oh, yeah. I've even seen some where they're just straight up stock photos. And that's how oh, yeah. you know, their building looks like. And I'm like, what the, how, did, how can you put this out there? Yeah. But yeah it, I remember, it, yeah, I remember looking at this gym and I thought it was super like, and it was one that I went to in Tampa. Um, it wasn't a bad place, but like they had like turf and I was like, oh, cool. Like this is like, they might have more of like functional fitness equipment. Literally the turf was probably like a two or three, like probably a three foot wide strip. And that was like their hallway. <laughs> It wasn't like oh man, and like they just an actual camera right on the ground, so it looks huge. Yes, 
Yes. And then like, or like they, they took a picture like standing at the edge of the turf and like all the, all the cardio machines are here, but they stood with their backs to them. And then you can just like see some of like, or they had like one like push sled and like the square of turf and like the back back room. I'm like, okay. All right. Like this is not what I expected. But so again, doesn't hurt to ask questions. Yep. And it's cool. Like if you are in like a, um, like a good community, like if it is a CrossFit gym or a, a specific strength sport type gym, Yes. Um, over a commercial gym, a lot of times people are usually pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. you could reach out and like they did you a solid where if you did that at like LA fitness, they'd probably be like, sorry, we're not going to do that. We don't really need your business. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. But like I've had friends that competed other, uh, other States or traveled or just reaching out to people and they made some pretty cool connections. And like, um, they've even like moved stuff around scheduling wise just for them. It's, pretty Mm -hmm. cool if you just reach out and try to talk to somebody yeah yeah i mean some humans suck but there are humans out there that are pretty cool still Mm -hmm. yep and on that note if you're traveling and it's not as much for a competition although i guess you still could use it um my favorite thing to do when i travel is just pack a little drawstring bag with bands and then that way worst case scenario you got body weight you got some bands you can do something if you need if you can't find any gym, because I've done that on more than one occasion, like camping and went to a resort before yeah. and couldn't get into a gym or whatever, and it ended up getting the job done. And it doesn't, I mean, yeah. you're on vacation. You don't have to be hitting PRs on stuff, but right. sometimes it does feel good to get a sweat going and get some blood flow into yeah. your muscles and all that stuff. So just, a, yeah, just a little bit of movement. So you feel like you're not completely a potato the whole time. Yeah. And the other part with me, I don't know about you, but if I sit for a long time, it's a really long drive or it's a really long flight. And it's like, my back might not hurt, but it's tight and it feels really yeah. nice to just move around, stretch out and get some blood flow. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so kind of like now talking more on like the vacation side of things, like this one question can kind of go back and forth. Um, but they asked about like snacks or like, you know, kind of preparing for like airport on the plane. And I touched on this a little bit, like protein bars are kind of my go-to. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever I talk about snacks in general, like I'm always talking about trying to have multiple like macronutrient groups. So not just carbohydrates, so not just like a handful of pretzels, but like some fat and protein there too. So pretzels and hummus or pretzels and peanut butter. Um, you know, obviously there are restrictions as far as like, you know, what all you can take on the plane or what's even easy to travel with. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, like protein bars are a go-to. I'm trying to think of like what else I was traveling with lately. Um I mean, even just thinking about like, okay, how long is the flight? How long am I going to be there? Like, do I need to have a meal like before I um, leave for the airport? Um, Am I going to eat something when I get there? Um, Like I said, kind of having an idea if you can check to see if you need to eat before you go to the airport or, you know, is your terminal located next to like a restaurant or does, you know, some airports are freaking awesome and they have like food courts. Like I know like they're, um, Charlotte, North Carolina airport. Absolutely fabulous for, for food. Um, and rocking chairs. Yes. And rocking yeah. chairs. Like those are the coolest things ever. Right. Um, Flint, Flint, Michigan. Not so much. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, just kind of knowing, um, again, what you're getting yourself into. Um, but then, I mean, honestly, just when it comes to snacks, I just focus on the protein because like the way that this person um, address this question was like getting like bored on the plane or in the airport. And I think the protein aspect of it brings on satiety. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget too, is like water intake. Um, so a lot of airports, like you can still, um, you know, obviously when you go through TSA, you have to have an empty container, but you, they have water fill stations in the airport, like fill up your water bottle and drink water. Um, mm-hmm. And that's going to, I mean, if you're bored, like I find myself doing that, like when I'm bored or if I'm nervous, like I drink water, like that's, I mean, that's not going to hurt you. And that's going to just give you that full feeling like with some kind of liquid that's not going to, I mean, that's not a pop or a 500 calorie coffee or something. Right. Yeah. And then it kind of goes back to stuff again. Like if I'm talking about me nine times out of 10, 
if I'm in an airport, it's more vacation related. And I don't yeah. fly that often. So, and most of the time I'm trying to either, if I'm going on vacation, I'm probably not still trying to cut. My vacation yeah. probably just started, so it doesn't bother me as much. Um, if it's for a competition, it might be a little bit different. But most of the time it's like, all right, I'm not trying to get hungry here. So like, I will have a couple protein bars. Like I yeah. like the meal replacement bars just because like I'll get myself in a jam and I'm starving and now I want to start yeah. murdering people and you can't do that. So those big 100s are really nice if you don't have yeah. anything open. Um, but if you're a person that's trying to lose weight constantly and you have a job where you travel all the time, that could be a way different answer. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that's just like, I think that comes down to as well, like the different type of preparation that you're going to have for that. Um, mm-hmm. Knowing that going into that, like I said, like you have your meal beforehand. If you have, you know, ideally when you are on some type of plane where you're trying to lose weight, you've been doing so for at least a solid like week or two before you have to, you know, up and like go across the country or something or go on a plane. Um, so you at least have like, some whatever routine but you know and this is kind of with the carb loading thing that I mentioned like following your routine as close to possible no matter you know whether you're you know in the air or you know at home so yeah yep 100% and if it if it was me or something like that like and I know I'm gonna depends on what I'm doing when I get there um, if I know like we're going to land and we're probably going to meet up with people and go out to eat or do something like that. Cool. I could be hungry a little bit. And like, yeah, I might just, you know, just make sure my proteins hit throughout the day. Um, because at the end of the day, if I'm not competing and as long as my calories are there and my proteins there, I'm probably going to be more, more or less. Okay. Um, yeah. so like I might do that stuff and I might not be as worried about it. Mm-hmm. So kind of speaking more on like, we've kind of transitioned more, you know, over the vacation side of things. Um, so I'm interested because I did get like one question about like, okay, vacation, like just kind of staying on t- tr- track with a diet regimen, whether I mean, not necessarily saying that you're like, on like a weight loss plan, because we kind of talked about that. But like, just even saying that like, you're on vacation, like you've been kind of following a strict diet, or you've been following a strict training program, like, how does that work when you are on vacation? Um, you know, I know that you and I both talk a lot about giving yourself a little bit of like wiggle room, a little bit of grace when you're in mm. those situations. Um, but why don't you talk about like for you, what does like training look like in a vacation scenario or even like leading up to that? Uh, leading up to a vacation or something? Yeah. Um, so for me, business, well, most of the time business as usual. Um, mm-hmm. I'm probably not, it's either fairly close post-contest or so far pre-contest, I'm not in prep yet. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of can let whatever fly fly. Um, so it'd be basically like business as usual. Uh, if I know ahead of time, um, like, hey, book your calendar for the summer. We're going to be doing this. Cool. I might take a second to actually program out so that lines up with a deload. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have to worry about trying to hit some good stuff because like, we like to go camping a lot and I'm not going to be hitting any squat PRs at the campsite. Um, nope. But that's when I'll bring out the bands or maybe a TRX straps. Maybe they have like a jungle gym or something like that. Yeah. And I can do that kind of stuff. And it's kind of fun. Nice change of pace because I don't usually train like that. Um, mm-hmm. And if it lines up on my deload, it's just some blood movement, doing different stuff like that. And it's, it's 100% fine. Um, if it's post-contest, again, whatever. Um, sometimes if I'm with a certain group of people, they might want to do stuff anyway. Um, like we went to Las Vegas for a buddy's bachelor party and we were like mm-hmm. three out of four of us were all trainers and coaches and stuff like that. So at that point I'm like, cool. I program for myself daily. I don't want to do that. Let's do what you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. and like different exercises, different techniques, different methods. And that's kind of fun. That's kind of cool. Um, yeah. But yeah. If I'm really close to a competition, I might not go on vacation. Um, mm-hmm. Or if I do go, I'm going to really keep it structured on how I do that. Yeah. It's going to have to be a deload week. It's going to have to be close to a gym. It's going to have to do something. Or I'm just going to yeah. have to be okay with not performing as well as I can. And right. I'm usually not super okay with that. <laughs> right, right. There's a reason why we're competing. but Right. Fair. How about yourself? Yeah. 
Um, honestly, like my biggest thing is that, um, yeah, normally I'm not compete. I'm not traveling close to competition. I don't think I've ever necessarily done that. Um, like it was weird this time, I guess, because it was kind of like a mini vacation, but also I knew like it kind of sucked because I was like, well, I'm in Miami. Like I want to enjoy myself, but I don't compete until Saturday. So I can't really like do anything. And so like, it was kind of bittersweet that like, I Mm -hmm. didn't like qualify for Sunday, but also at the same time, like I could have like drinks and like kind of eat whatever I wanted on Saturday night. Um, but you know, that being said, um, normally when a vacation comes up, like I will make sure if, if there's not like a CrossFit gym in the vicinity, I will see what other types of gyms there are and, um, kind of no going into it. I'm like, okay, am I going to be able to do CrossFit programming? Am I going to have to program something for myself? Am I going to have to like go completely off the wall? Like what is even going to be available to me? Um, which I guess like that kind of makes it easier for us because we are two people that, I mean, we've pro we currently do or have in the past programmed for ourselves. So wherever we go, we kind of have an idea of what we can do. Mm -hmm. Um, So that just is kind of another level of preparation for those that don't have that luxury of kind of knowing exactly what they want to do or how they want to move their body. Just making sure that they have something planned, knowing what types of gyms they're going into. Um, But normally I try to, like, I give myself a little bit of leeway. So, for example, like, normally I'm training five days a week. If I'm on vacation and I know I've got things planned, like, maybe it's three or four. But I know, like, most days I'm going to get some type of movement in. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if if it's a day where, like, where it's more of, like, a touristy day and I'm walking a shit ton, like, okay, maybe I don't do, like, a workout that day because I've just, like, I've been moving anyways. Like, as long as I feel like I'm using my body, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as like diet goes on vacation, um, I've been a little bit different with it lately. Um, just because like, for me personally, like, I've been trying to find this happy medium between like eating foods I like and also honoring the fact that like my body doesn't like gluten or dairy. So I mean, I've gone on vacations and just like, you know, gone off and eaten whatever I mm-hmm. wanted to, but I I feel awful. And so like now I'm trying to find like that happy medium between enjoying stuff. Cause like, I really do enjoy, um, you know, for example, like we were in Miami, like I ended up going to get like a, a going to a taco place and like getting different types of tacos, like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with that, like I kind of stayed within my realm of like what my eating restrictions are. Um, but you know, just a few going to a few different places, like kind of just thinking about, all right, what's something I'm not going to deprive myself, um, even if I am trying to eat a little bit cleaner or follow some kind of regimen, um, even if you are following some sort of like, diet protocol, um, I would say like, don't necessarily restrict yourself in terms of like, lacking the experience or not being able to experience that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's always options. I mean, yep. when I talk to people all the time about okay, when you're going out to a restaurant, like there's a way at a burger place to make your plate more balanced. And we've talked, kind Mm -hmm. of talked about this before. Like, yes, it's going to take some extra thought and maybe an extra two or three minutes to look over the menu to really decide what you want to do. And you might have to get a little bit vocal and ask, ask your um, server if what the options are, but um, you know, I I don't think it has to be over restrictive and that's kind of like my MO. Like it doesn't have, nothing has to be over restrictive. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think it, it, it can, it can fall off real quick. It can turn into, we just went off the deep end. We ate whatever we wanted to. Now we come home and we feel like dog shit. Yes. (laughs) And then on that note, is this a Friday night get together? Is this a weekend trip or is this a week long vacation? Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause like, I don't have any, Oh, Oh, I was going to say, I don't have anything like intolerance wise. So like my biggest thing, if I go on vacation and I've been like restricting or something like that, I might just boil it down to like, just don't eat like an asshole. Like I'm not going to try to treat every time I eat as a challenge. 
right. to be like, okay, like we're going to go get ice cream. All right. How much ice cream do you think I could physically fit in my body? Right. And yeah. as long as I don't do that, cause I do that sometimes. And as long as I don't do that, I end up being okay. Yeah. Um, but if it's like a week long thing and we're going out to eat more often than we're not, and it's like, okay, if I eat out two, three times a day <laughs> for a week, uh, for one, bank account hates it. And for two, oh, yeah. I'll probably end up overeating every single meal just a little bit. And I'll come back and I'm like, wow, I, I can see changes. I feel changes. And it is just not. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be that person, like if you're going into your vacation, knowing like, yes, like I am blunt for punishment, like I'm going all out, like, that's fine. As long as you know, that's what you're doing going into it. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't tell you any different. That's part of the reason why whether I'm traveling for work, competition, or for pleasure, like, I always like to have a place with a kitchen because most of the time, I'm at least, like, unless we find, like, a breakfast place to go to, I'm at least cooking my breakfast because I'm a creature of habit and I have oatmeal and, I mean, oatmeal with, like, I have oatmeal, nut butter, hemp seeds, and fruit every morning. So unless, I mean, I'm going somewhere else, like, I will just go to uh, a grocery store and buy like little individual containers of oatmeal. Or if I'm going to be there for a longer period of time, buy a bag of instant oats and just, you know, make my food there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, every once in a while, I know that, hey, I'm not going to be out and about all the time. I'm going to, um, you know, probably make a couple meals, like just relaxing, sitting at where I'm at, like so where I'm staying. Um, that saves on the pocketbook and it also helps you with portion sizes a little bit. Um, another portion size thing that I tell people, whether you're traveling or not, if you get something and I mean, a, you know, sometimes you're anticipating it being a huge portion. Sometimes you're not, and you get it. And this plate is like the size of your table and you can't eat all of the food and you know, you can't, or at least, you know, you shouldn't try to eat all of the food. I tell people ask for a box right away, get it yeah. out of sight. And I mean, you know, it, it, it gets hard sometimes because like when, especially when we go new places and the food is so good and you're enjoying it so much, you don't want to like stop. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what helps with getting it out of the way and knowing like, okay, I can, I, I can eat this like at a later time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, like I said, if you were planning on going out every single time and you don't give a shit, like just be prepared for that. And, like, if that's what your plan is, like, so be it. Mm -hmm. But if not, and if you don't want to end up in that boat, kind of know that it's, it might take a little bit of extra more work, a little bit extra thinking, maybe, you know, having to cook on your own a few times, but it is doable. Right. Yeah. But I like that because uh, I've had the same thing, talk with a few clients, like, even just normal lifestyle stuff. Yeah. Like, one client really wants to lose, like, a lot of uh, – a lot of weight and she just really is like I'm all about my frappes I get one all the time but I don't get it with the drizzle and the whipped cream I'm like cool you just save like 20 30 calories out of 600 but whatever um I'm yeah. like if this realistically if this is something you just don't are not going to give up because you like it so much that's yeah. fine but if our goal is still to lose weight you know you're probably not going to lose that much doing this and then if we're still going to do it regardless we just got to take out something from somewhere else so right. if you just put that extra thought in and you're like, okay, I'm cool with just going hog wild and whatever happens, happens. That's cool. Yep. But if it's like, I still want to stay semi on track, <laughs> a little bit of preparation. And then it yep. just gets more advanced from there, depending on what you want to do. Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But unless you're like really close to a competition, a photo shoot, something crazy, I never recommend people have to take traveling, unless it's your job or something, too extreme with staying no. on track. It's just um, the mental burden's unreal, and then just that's yeah. just, that's no fun. <laughs> you don't. I don't no. like being that person. I'm like, all right, well, can I switch this out? Can I do this? Can I do this? And they gotta yeah. weigh my stuff, and it's like, it's just not yeah. fun. No. And that's the thing is like, I mean, it, it. I already hate the idea of like restriction for people like in day to day life. Mm -hmm. I think restriction on vacation is just ten times worse. Because you're trying yeah. to enjoy yourself. You're trying to let go. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that you just, like, with that restriction, like, you're just still, like, balled up even that much more. And, like, the 
the energy that you're trying to release on vacation and like enjoying yourself just can't happen because there's still that part of you that's so like tense about what you're consuming. Oh, hundred percent. Yep. Yep. And that just is generally not a fun path to go down, but nope, not at all. So I think like the moral of the story here is preparation is key, whether it's for work, competition, Mm -hmm. vacation like if you know that there are certain things like gym nutrition otherwise like kind of just having a plan ahead of time is really going to be helpful um, no matter what your situation Mm -hmm. yeah yep if it's planned the time because that's my biggest thing like if I go on vacation Mm -hmm. with people at a place that has a gym a lot of times I'm the only one that works out or there might be like two to three of us out of the whole group so all right I'm probably not going to be working out in the evening or in like the afternoon where we're going to be doing stuff. Yeah. So set that alarm a little early. If I have to get a workout in, I'll just go then. But it all kind of boils down to how prepared do you want to be for what you want to get out of it? Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good point too. Mm. All right. So I think that's mostly what I have for this topic. I think that was kind of a good thing to talk about. Hey, I mean, it was on the top of my mind just coming back from Miami Mm -hmm. yesterday. And then, I mean, we're like you mentioned, I mean, it's, it's in our future, not too far off, like spring break, stuff like that. You know, people kind of taking vacations and whatnot, you know, getting mm-hmm. away from this cold. If you're yeah. anywhere near the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. If any, um, any other last thoughts on your end? Uh, no, I think we really kind of covered pretty much everything. Um, cool. As always, if anyone ever has questions on anything or wants us to cover a topic, or wants us to get the word out on a certain topic, feel free, feel encouraged to let us know. Feel encouraged, yes. Um, so I think we talked about um, next time kind of talking about um, our kind of training programs, nutrition programs, how we get people started and what that process looks like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Just what we do with our normal clients on day one. So. I like it. I like it a lot. Awesome. All right. All well, right. Glad well, your trip went well and... Thank you. Welcome back to the cold. All right. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Yep. Two weeks. Bye. All right. Bye. Go ahead and give me a follow on social media. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at HPH Nutrition. And I look forward to talking to you guys again soon.